0: Welcome to the podcast that is designed to fuel your success in selling technology solutions. I'm your host, Josh Lopresto, SVP of Sales Engineering at Tolaris. And this is Next Level Biz Tech. All right, everybody, welcome back. We are talking about unified comms, Microsoft Teams, everything in between. And so uh, today I would like to welcome in One of the world's most well-traveled men, Shams Khan, VP at SCB Global. Shams, welcome onto the show, man. Excited to have you.
1: Hey, Josh. Thank you for having me here. And I'm just trying to meet the levels of, you know, how much you would travel (laughs) from one side of the coast to the other. Uh, Yeah, not, not there yet.
0: Not, not there. But you, you have touched uh, pieces of the world that uh, I think give you so much cool experience, and we'll get into that here in a minute. And, sure. and maybe that, maybe it kicks us off with that. Um, I, I, I want to, <laughs> I want everybody to learn a little bit about you. Um, you know, we'll get to SCB in just a second, but, but talk to me about your personal background. You know, how did you get into this space? Where did you start? Uh, and, and let's kick it off there.
1: Sure. So there will probably many things that will be uh, uh, uncovered, as I say, and probably your audience or people who are listening to this will learn a lot more about me on the personal front. So um, I started in this space uh, when it comes to this space, meaning communications, at a very tender age of 10. Uh, And people will not know this. Um, I'm 34 now, but I started at the age of 10 because of our, our family business. I think I mentioned some of this in our personal conversations with you, Josh, but it was more so internet was booming and communication was one of the things that we are an ISP in Mumbai. Uh, I got interested by it. Uh, computers, and you know my father was a computer trainer, so I was always around computers. And I think I'm of the generation that I used computers and I played games on computers, which were pixelated versus you know TV games, right, mm-hmm. uh, or consoles. So, computer was really the center of my universe in terms of how uh, I grew up, and communication was really exciting. And I was sixteen uh, when I started to really take the reins of the business um, around networking, internet communications within the ISP world, uh, and that too was a life event where uh, somebody said, "Hey, you, you know, you guys are just delivering this service because you got monopoly in this area," and that kind of kicked me off. Uh, you know, as a trigger moment, as as I would say, to try and uh, say, no, it's not really true. And I decided to learn that uh, in the space of two years and then decided to study that. Uh, that led me to come to United Kingdom, study at Sheffield Hallam University, uh, doing computer and network engineering as a degree, um, which is where I came here. And I said, I want to study now that I've kind of got a background in understanding. And the idea was to always go into something that will help me in my career path, right? And that is how it started. Now, what got me into cloud is another life event. It was 2009-ish, I would say. I was coming back from my, um, you know, like normal class uh, in in my college or university, as we call it here in the UK. And somebody had broken into our house. I was renting a house with my friends and, and they stole my laptop. And this was really like, you know, college fees and everything my parents were sponsoring and funding me for I'm like how do I now retrieve my assignments um you know they've just taken in the space of the 10 minutes that we had uh, that me and my friend were out and coming back from our uh, uh, you know uh, class so I was like there must be a way uh, to find something that I can uh, you know store uh, somewhere as opposed to carrying USB and that led me into cloud computing Um. I decided to do dissertation on cloud, uh, which was my research paper that got published. And uh, I really took on that path to say, there is a way of solving the problem that I experienced for others. Uh, and that's how I graduated. I got my uh, paper published and I was looking for a break uh, in, in this space. Uh, and I did not get it until SCB Global comes uh, in 2013, in December. I still remember that time I was speaking to my, who's my CEO now of the company, uh, that it's coming up to almost 10 years that you met me and I had to find a you know an opportunity where I can showcase my skills. So I started as an intern for the company where I'm the VP in the space of nine years or so. So that's the background, my real life story, uh, life events brought me into the space and uh, also that uh, knack that I have of solving problems for of the world was something that I faced and I and I believe truly really that that is what technology in this space where I'm in should be able to offer for the years to come so that's a little bit of a background for your Listeners
0: love it. Uh, I, I think you're the <laughs> first person on this podcast that has written a dissertation on clouds. So you've definitely moved up a qualification level. And like I say, we always yep. learn learn things about people <laughs> that we knew that we thought we knew. Uh, yep. No, that's awesome. And but I think it does solidify all the great, great inventions or great movements or great uh, ways to go in a different direction were created out of necessity. So cool yep. story. Uh, awesome background. Thank you. So let's talk about the now. Uh, who is SCB Global and what is your current role?
1: Sure. So SCB Global um, came out with a heritage of voice communication. So, like you and I talking right now, was available, but not really easily possible. The SCB had that wealth and knowledge uh, whereby you had ISDN or, you know, traditional base of communication, and SCB was really in the inception of saying, hey, look at this, you know, this is IP based communication. And they kept doing that, until I came into the picture, uh, which was IP based on premise communication, being a licensed operator, like your, uh, you know, a licensed operator like Verizon's or BT's of the world, who are in different space. But SCB was very much a boutique, as the name is global, where we can be that single hand to shake to provide you the voice communication. Um, the springboard moment came in 2015, and that's where my dissertation story and my experience in India was put together as a business plan. And we discussed this in the board meeting to say SCB really needs to be the springboard to take things in the cloud and uh, really power these platforms. So we started from empowering global business to enabling global business, now to optimizing global businesses, using the wealth of voice uh, licenses that we carry to provide voice communication in exotic locations to easy locations, but also giving the customer the springboard to move into the cloud, uh, pretty much in the Microsoft space uh, that we are champions now. Uh, And there is a history there as well, what happened, and we will probably go into that too. My role in the business is really uh, as a VP go-to-market working with tactical and strategic partners to build a UK and CCAS, um story for their customers, how we can help them augment, optimize, and unlock the existing investments that they carry quite often than that, breaking those silos that generally t- start to occur. And that will naturally, at the end, drive efficiency and cost benefits.
0: Yeah, you know, you guys are, I think, a good example of the evolution of our channel where five to ten years ago maybe partners were just traditionally selling all they had to sell was connectivity and voice, right? You talked about PRIs, TDM, things like that. And and, and that was all it looked like we had access to. But in the meantime, over here, you know, we've got in this parallel universe, we've got Microsoft developing uh, you know, their licensing products, their office products, but over here is Link, over here is Skype, over here yep. is Teams and direct routing and operator connect. And so there are, you know, th- that for the longest time, there was no way to monetize any of that in our channel. And so we just stood by and and hoped it didn't have too much success, right? <laughs> and I think what, what you guys have solidified is that there's a lot of value in the Microsoft side of the solution. And there's been a lot of... Uh, a lot of growth and a lot of product maturity in that side of it. And now, thankfully, uh, regardless of what direction the customers want to go, whether they say, oh, I'm, I I want to go this route with a, a more traditional UC provider that, that we know, or I'm going Microsoft. We don't have to any longer say. Uh, Oh, well, sorry, you know, we we can't help you with that. So yeah, you guys, we'll get into some of the product sets here in a second and and some of maybe what's new and what's coming, but uh, you guys to me are a really great example of how how the channel has molded, how the channel has shifted. And quite honestly, we're thankful to have somebody like you with your level of expertise in the portfolio because it gives our partners that confidence to go in and say, whatever you wanna cover from a voice perspective, anything Microsoft, anywhere that that falls under uh, under that funnel, we got you covered.
1: Yep, and I think uh, there's another interesting anecdote I wish to share here for the listeners as well. If you see that Microsoft has tried to enter this space time and time again with acquisitions that were billions of dollars, uh, and it's never clicked, but it's always been there, somewhere in that space. And so is the other collaboration companies uh, that are out there as well have tried. What happened here is that when Microsoft Teams came, and I remember this really well, saying to our board members here, that 2018, you know, Teams is something that is new, it's different, it was more heavily around collaboration. It was a framework, and that's what we recognize. So the enabling global business, like that Ethos I mentioned, was to enable people who are using these platforms. And I remember in 2019, we had an event here in London. International partners came over a room of 200 people, and I remember so well that it was pretty much Everybody said in that room, Teams is a distraction, Teams is a red herring, you know, and it put, pretty much put to the side. And from there, it was only three, four months later, you know, the world experienced uh, the pandemic. And everybody was like throwing hook, line, and sink, as I say, on Microsoft and other forms of, you know, solutions. So naturally, there was a, a wave that came through. They had confusion as well to a lot of companies, a lot of partners. In, your, in in the space as well, that needed that clarification and unlearn what they were told. There has been that side of effort that SCP has been putting in, because as I say, they couldn't join the wave. Uh, sorry, they couldn't fight the wave so they had to join the wave, right? Mm-hmm. So that is another thing that happened that we saw. Uh, and it's important, right? Because uh, as I say, uh, regulations or calamities will bring about either change in behavior or of society or even innovation and that's exactly what we have experienced as a society
0: yeah great point i mean we, we 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 knew that microsoft would get it right they might not get it perfect but we knew that they would get it right or more right uh, they would iterate <clears> and they wouldn't waste all of that money um yep. so yeah certainly seeing what you're seeing on the sidelines we're just waiting for them to kind of get it right but also want to be prepared um yep. when they get it right um and, and everything that happens in between so yep. good point um so let's talk about you know what you've seen you mentioned you're coming up kind of on this 10-year mark right uh I, i'm, I'm kind of yep. interested you've talked about you know you, you, i know your personality you've always been a, a, hey let me figure out a way to fix it let me figure out a way to help you sell it um yep. what what have you seen that has been or what have you learned that has been the most valuable in in these evolutions over the last five plus years
1: um I feel quite often um, as SEs or even as, you know, people who are selling technology is always, uh, I have noticed in my experience, that it focuses on the new flashy product or, you know, features and functionality and not so much on the adoption. So everybody talks about, yeah, we've got a better product. We do this in the cloud. It's easy. It's simple. But the factor is that the world comes with different people with different levels of you know, knowledge and experience. Adoption has been uh, an area that quite often gets missed. And another area would be because you're working in the space of software as a service now, for everything, there's an app for it, right? You want to order something, there's an app for it. If you want a cleaner, there's an app for it. You know, you want to wash your clothes, there's an app for it. So that that's the problem. So there is so many application hopping that occurs. And that obviously leads to uh, a problem that is, Efficiency enablers were the reason why these apps came about. They became efficiency blockers. So that is another area uh, which I would see the adoption and the efficiency, which kind of leads because of silos that gets created. was sometimes even now it gets missed when people talk hybrid. I was at an event in London last week, and a lot of people were talking hybrid. But then the whole objective of not having hybrid is you don't want to have people causing, you know, two applications or platforms that they wish to run. Uh, and if they are, they need to be immersely integrated or be, have, have an immersive experience versus, you know, they purely an integration that looks integrated, but it's not really integrated. But that's the, those are the three areas of verticals that I feel, uh, despite what's gonna happen, if we leave that in the background, then that will cause a problem for, uh, you know, all of us, pretty much, right?
0: Yeah. Uh, I want to get into evolution. I feel like this is a really big topic: evolution and differentiators. So, what <laughs> I mean, what I mean by that is, I, you guys have been able to see and, and, and be witness to all the different evolutions that Microsoft has had, but. Let's talk about evolutions in the sense of how you've matured your products, how you guys yep. have invested, how you guys see the world in R&D. Um, and then then we'll get to the differentiators, uh, the, the heavy hitter speed dating stuff. But, but, but talk to me, you know, you, you and I talked a lot about where you're traveling, where you're going, the different countries, the different... The, you're connected at a different level. Let me just put it that way. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna prime the pump with that. And then maybe yeah. you can tell us about how you guys look at evolving in the future and being ready for what's next.
1: Sure. So I think uh, you mentioned, right, Microsoft has evolved and um, I have this thing that I learned again, going back in my personal space, uh, when I was in my placement here with uh, a pharmaceutical company called Eli Lilly, they were going to lose a patent on schizophrenia, And what I found is my line managers were changing and, one thing I experienced but after that, you know, my laptop getting stolen. If you don't roll with the change, you become part of the change, right? And that is exactly what you are seeing right now with some businesses. They didn't want to roll with the change and they were replaced by someone else, you know? Uh, Companies have been replaced as well. So evolution absolutely is there. You got to be with time, uh, absolutely. For us as a CB, um, we have this analogy uh, that we really stick by. We are on that racetrack, you know, of going 200 miles an hour. With uh, us, you know, cannot take our foot off the gas, uh, even on the bends. One eye at the front, one eye at the back, but well, we cannot lose control and we cannot slow down. And that is how we see us as a business uh, where where we are going with with this uh, story of communication, right? So all these different islands of communication, collaboration, customer experience that are siloed, we see that the customer is not going to buy telephone system that they used to the way they used to buy before. They're going to buy a framework or a platform that is going to give them the ability to do a much more than just picking up the phone and making a call or have somebody in the receptionist take a call on a console uh, because that person or that technology can and should be available from anywhere, which is the workplace transformation. So that is the the, the you know, area that we feel evolution would be would be and will be, is the work and place both are being transformed. Everyone's talking about it, the future world of work, but it's more so what do you enable that future work or world with? Is it a plethora of applications, or is it a framework that allows you to meet the demands and needs of All your persona types or user types, and that's where we are going to be really focusing on as a business. Using the analogy that I gave, so now to answer your second part of the question is, what is S C B doing? S C B has really seen these big platforms. You know, I mean, look at Gartner magic quadrant right right now. Microsoft is at the forefront. S C B is really making Microsoft Teams fully capable with all the features, functionalities, and Capabilities uh, because of the framework that Microsoft has facilitated as a gateway for the customer adoption to occur with all the points that I mentioned, or the persona types, for communication, collaboration, whatever that may be. And that is where SCB is really laser focused in uh, because we don't see communication as it was before. We call it comms 4.0, which is a generation after IPBS communication. Uh, and that is what we feel will be the next. Era for businesses and SCB's focus is going to be really connecting people to people and people to applications in that era.
0: Love it. Uh, all right. I want to talk now about some of the kind of technical differentiators, the way that you guys go to market. I, you know, I think early on when we first learned how critical Microsoft was going to be, we were able to find some partners that gave us uh, an angle to direct routing that was outside of pure play, full priced UC seat. And, and that was eye opening for us. You know, I remember being back in the team's admin center, trying to configure some of the call flows, the direct routing, the admin, all that good stuff and realizing that, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm a technical guy. I've been a, I've been a Linux, I've been an AWS guy, a majority of (laughs) my life. And this is not that easy for the end user to do. And so the other thing I think when we came across you guys, and maybe this is where we kick this off of differentiators is I think one of the first times when we talked and and heard your comms 4.0 pitch and saw the you know, 20, 30 plus slides that you have put together of the different ways that you can architect the solution, where the call path goes, where the audio goes, where the data stream goes. It was very eye-opening for us, how you guys looked at architecting and the kind of expertise that you had on the back end to build some of these solutions. So if I'm a Solaris partner listening to this, and I I find out about SCB Global, and maybe there's a couple other options in the portfolio that. Maybe I don't understand all the differences. What would you say that what are a couple of those differences uh, from from you to some of your competitors out there?
1: Sure. I think um uh, it's it's important, and I, I think uh, I would like to uh, ask the viewers or listeners right now to you know visualize this. It's like a pyramid, right? So I really at the base, um, when you look at any you offering, uh, there is always going to be a need for you to have a, a SIP trunking uh, a provider or partner that power that platform. The key fo- point for SCB is that that baseline that you see, which is gen- general SIP, which is, as I used an example, there is like everybody, majority of the world at least speaks English or understands English, right? So let's use that as a terminology for SIP trunks or SIP language. That's the general language any IP-based systems will understand, be it intercom, be it Decked phone or a paging system, they all will understand that language. So, for you to enable the language, you need that layer or that tier. SCB is the license operator in that tier to begin with to power these UKAS, Ccas and Ebas platforms. That's the first win globally, which a lot of these UKAS, or other vendors, when you see they do not carry. I mean, we carry that even in some obscure locations as well. The next layer of the pyramid is, Mike. When you look at Microsoft. Um, most of the folks will again. I'll use an analogy. Will bring you to the room, or if you were in a, in a building, say, this is the Microsoft space. You go and figure out where the light switches are, where you can sit, where you can't sit. Is there a you know bomb underneath somewhere where you can cause the problem to yourself? They don't show you that. Whereas for us, we are really the champions. We know exactly how to navigate through this challenge and help the customer go through those hoops and hurdles. But more so. Also simplify it. So we carry that Microsoft tier. So we are top tier partner for Microsoft, top less than 1% of Microsoft partners in the world. We also manage Microsoft partner, which means we can bring a Microsoft rep on the table uh, if there's an opportunity where we feel that Microsoft can help us swing the deal or help the customer recognize the value we bring. In addition to that, we are also an ESIF. Program Partner, which is End Customer Investment Fund, where Microsoft will sign us a check to help move a customer from any state to Microsoft Teams. Mm -hmm. And that is, again, a very select or handful of players in this space. If you're thinking and following me on the pyramid, you will see the license operator status, the system integration and Microsoft expertise status is there. And now adding more layers on top, where uh, you know, SD-WAN, SASE can be used for people who are working remotely. Security and compliance can be used inside teams where uh, people haven't even thought about group chats, whether it's so many data flowing in and out. How do, you procure, how do you secure that? You know, it's got nothing to do with voice, but it's got everything to do with the platform. We have that contact center, you know, little nuggets of creating better experience with CRM platforms or CPaaS play. That's the, that's the tier if you really start to follow that. We are really champions in that space. We understand where the weaknesses lie of Microsoft. I can use that as a weakness because Microsoft's not everything for everyone. Right? It's a gateway. It allows you to build. But quite often people, you know, like a typical salesman tactic, will be, oh, look, it doesn't, they don't have this and that. But more so the reason Microsoft doesn't have it is because Microsoft wants a partner like us to go and build that story right. you know, in that pyramid. So that's what we are really um, going out. And when you look at it from our competitors, they wouldn't do uh, those things. What they're going to do is they will, and I use an example here, is like you have an Android platform. So imagine that's your Microsoft platform and you have an iOS platform. Uh, and that's their provider's platform. They will create a bridge between the two. So quite often with a third-party connector. And now you've got a solution. So it looks and feels that it's Microsoft, but it's not really
0: Microsoft. Yeah. Great. Great examples. Uh very good visuals too. Love the analogies in there. Thank you. All right. Let's uh let's let's get here as we get towards the latter half of this. Let's talk about examples. So I, I think the interesting thing is we you know we don't always see that the customer environment is not exactly what it was described right the 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 problem but we don't really know what the problem is right we might hear we need unified comms and the reality is they've got a beat up ribbon sbc that they can't control and they're trying to tie it to a team's environment right some of that stuff just doesn't come out so i i would love to hear just an example that that you got brought into what was the problem statement what did you uncover how did you uncover and then really what 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 did you rip out or replace or, or augment or, you know, whatever the story is and, and what did the end solution look like? And, and, and how did it all come to, uh, come to fruition? Sure. So
1: I've got a few, but so uh, I'm just going to try and think which one um, it's beneficial. Would you want me to just talk about the teams play or talk about prior to teams, then we help them move into teams and then contact center, which yeah. one would you
0: maybe, maybe um, just a little bit about wh- really related around teams and then what did it look like and kind of you know what were their struggles i mean frame it in the thought of if i'm a partner listening to this i'm going to be i'm going to be i'm going to be gaining confidence in you guys and your abilities and i'm going to look for environments that you paint a picture for me where you're a fit so maybe something like that
1: sure so uh, we had a couple of instances recently where uh, um, both of these uh, customers went with a team solution uh, that was the UC, you know, the example I gave of Android and iOS and Teams, uh, and it just failed. So there were multiple problems. The customer said, it doesn't work, obviously. What doesn't work, we don't know, right? When we go in and we found out that, uh, I gave an example of, you know, somebody taking you to the Microsoft room uh, or, or the area and the space and then not showing you inside. When we logged on, we found there were, series of issues that the customer experiences because of the dial plan, the calling policy, the voice policy of the user inside Teams. And that's one of the reasons why that partner could not execute uh, a successful cutover and migration from an on-prem PBX moving into cloud with the PBX provider or a UCC provider. Um, so when we, got, when we logged on, immediately it took us like well, a few minutes to go in and find out the problem. The reason it took us a few minutes is our approach is very consultative. We like to go in and say to the customer, let us either work with you in the team's admin center or give us the rights to work on those. And sometimes customers will say, we can't give you full rights so we have like a process around that. So anyway, we went in, we found uh, the problem straight away. We fixed them. We rerouted the whole policy and, and everything else within that. And the customer was brought live uh, with an aggressive deadline of like, what, 40 days, including uh, number port, including the entire delivery and contact center as well. Uh, So that is what we did for this customer. Uh, And in their own words, they they never experienced such fast delivery, number one, efficiency and clarity. That's what they mentioned to us. And in fact, the other customer had a similar situation, but with a different UCC provider, uh, where they went ahead and had to roll it back. Whereby, you know, we came in and we found a problem again on the Microsoft side. That's why, you know, when you asked about our differentiation, a lot of the times people claim they're Microsoft experts, but they are not. (laughs) So that's the that's the big big point that I would say you got to be minding, you know, that uh, when you are deciding to choose a partner or a solution. Good, good stuff. Uh,
0: final final couple thoughts here. W- walk me through, uh, if, if I'm a partner, I'm super excited about this. I've got a lot of confidence in you guys. I know customers that are gonna be a good fit and that are struggling with this. Uh, what do you, what kind of talk track, or I'm a big questions guy, what, what kind of questions do you recommend giving that partner, what, what can they walk away with and take to their customers and go ask X and Y and Z to help flush this out a little bit?
1: Sure. So, I mean, we do have a qualification document that we've built based on the persona type. So, like, for example, regulated countries like China, India have a separate need and uh, demand. So we have created that. Uh, and just as a point as well, important to note, we just just don't, don't go and say means day one. You can start with just pure SIP trunking on an existing platform and then crawl walk and run, you know, or even coexist with one or few sites going to Teams and the other not. So you've got qualification questions there. But the most important and the key point that we always ask, which is a low hanging fruit to our customers, is are they using Microsoft uh, Teams today? And obviously most of, often than not, they will say, oh yes, we are. And if you look at the recent numbers from Microsoft as well of eighty million own users, but only twelve million using PSTN. That's like roughly sixty-eight million or so have the license, but they don't use it. You know, and there are three hundred fifty million office seats out there that don't use the whole team's PSTN uh, aspect as well. So asking that question absolutely helps us. Number one, number two is what is it? What is their strategy around uh, you know workplace transformation, like work with people working? Are they using? Like for example, Zoom and Microsoft, are they using different platforms? Are they looking to consolidate? And that that is an important point as well for us. The third one is, uh, where are they? Where are they based? You know, and the user count. Because our strength and pedigree being a full stack provider in ninety plus countries, where we can be the license operator and and voice provider, uh, you know, depending in different countries, etc. We absolutely can start the journey and get into the account for that partner, even on SIP, for example, those three variables or angles, if you want, you know, uh, in that time that we have, helps us really, and our sales team, to help uh, the partner, obviously, and more importantly, the customer, to navigate through that in our consultative approach.
0: Love it. Good stuff. All right. Uh, final thoughts here. So I was watching uh Couple of these videos you know that, that you get down a rabbit hole of watching this video and you know it was a TikTok that it okay. came over to a youtube short and it it was i think at the bull market the height of the crypto run and it, it somehow this this kid had been able to surround himself that there was nothing but millionaires walking out of the buildings that he was asking questions at. i don't know however that works out but <laughs> uh anyway he, he was asking you know all these questions how did you have success what did you and he asked this one question to uh, this guy who, who made his millions in finance and, and was a little bit into to, to crypto and Bitcoin. And he said, what do you think about this coin? What and, and the guy said, listen, kid, it's it's not about that coin. It's it's not about you know whether this one's gonna take off or that one's gonna take off. You gotta have a zoom out mindset. And you gotta think and, and ask yourself, is the world going more digital or less digital over time? And I think we know the answer to that. And so setting the stage in that context, I'm kind of curious if, if, if Shams looks out and SEB global looks out, um, where do you see this world going, right? Do you see it going more complex, more detailed, more need? Um, you know, what's, what's your, your forethought here? Just looking out 12 months, 24 months, right? What should partners be aware of and, and, and things to look for as they walk in to talk to customers?
1: Well, I think, um. My take and, you know, personally, where I see as I said, you know, if you don't roll with the change, you become part of the change. The, this is not the end of the cycle, you know, where this market is mature. There will be some more things coming. And this is where I, I would say to partners that the way people are communicating and collaborating is going to change even more. So bracing yourself with someone who has been on that journey or at least was at the beginning of the journey to try and say, yes, this is our plan, but trying to just sell in a reactive way, then that's, that's something you gotta be uh, watching out for, uh, you know, who you partner with. Uh, and the second part is that you see that in, in this space of people where uh, we talked about, you know, collaboration and communication, again, the generation of how accustomed they are, uh, you know, of using some tools and application that is also going to evolve. So uh, in the pandemic, even the people who never really used a mobile phone to order online, they were forced to order online. So again, that behavior is going to stay. Uh, there is going to be that divide of shall I work from one place or multiple? That is going to happen. But working with a you know a company that sees that that is going to be very, very critical for any of your partners. I feel there is a lot more to happen in this space uh, that is going to ha- evolve and show us direction and uh, it is only going to be uh, more complex for the one who doesn't want to change but it will be more simple for the one who understands that this is the next wave that we are going to be hit by so it is important to from those people who who feel that you know this is it uh, it's not it's a lot more to evolve
0: beautiful well, my friend, that brings us up to the end here. Shams, I appreciate you coming on and doing this with me, man. It's been fun.
1: Thank you so much, Josh, for having me, and thank you for this opportunity, Tolaris.
0: All right, everybody, that wraps us up for this week. VP of SCB Global, Shams Khan. I'm your host, Josh Lopresto, SVP of Sales Engineering at Tolaris, and this has been the Next Level BizTech Next podcast. Next BizTech has been a production of Tolaris Studio 19. Please visit Tolaris.com for more information.